Welcome to Here's Teresa on Talk Zone with your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Teresa is here to inspire and educate you with heartwarming stories and informative conversations from a national and global perspective. Now, here's Teresa. Good morning, good morning, good morning to all of my international listeners out there. This is Teresa E. Keeves, your host for Here's Teresa, broadcasting on the GreatTalkZone.com internet radio. And um, I want to say thank you for tuning into my show. It is so appreciated. The weather here is beautiful as I do my best to concentrate on the great and calming and wonderful things that are in this world, like the beautiful weather, the birds singing, and warm breezes, although we must extremely be cautious about how we go outside because there is still not a cure regarding this virus, and there still is a a growing number of individuals in this country in particular who have the virus. And this is because more people are opting to get tested and our numbers continue to grow pertaining to the individuals who have unfortunately transitioned from this virus. I want you to know that I pray and hope that all of you who are listening to me are healthy, safe, and joyful in the midst of this virus that has yet to diminish itself in the way I would like to see it, and that is gone for good to the nothing from whence it has come. I'm going to have great conversations that are educational, uplifting, enlightening subject matters. Today with, the, with my guest, the world's best mental health therapist, Reginald Campbell, And I will be bringing him on momentarily. However, I have some, you know, I want to have some me time, you know, with you and I. First and foremost, I'm giving shout outs to all of the nurses, doctors, PAs, MAs, METs, firefighters, and other first responders who are putting their lives on the line on a daily basis as they are assisting the populace who have become ill with this virus. I'm giving a shout out to um, Dr. Fauci and other medical scientists for diligently working on a resolve for this virus while simultaneously keeping the public abreast about anything that has been developed that would combat the virus. In addition to showing the best way to keep you and your family safe until there is a substantial and adequate vaccine and other positive medical combatants regarding this virus. I'm giving a shout out to the janitors and all of the organizations who are generally cleaning building homes, apartments and offices. I'm giving a shout out to all of the organizations that are are feeding people and to those individuals who are volunteers helping in their communities and to the volunteers who are delivering food to the individuals, particularly the elderly. I'm giving a shout out to the teachers who are still doing their jobs valiantly, teaching teaching via the web. I'm giving a shout out to the mental health community for doing their part for assisting individuals and families with their needs. I'm giving a shout out to all organizations such as banks, factories and grocery stores for maintaining social distance policies and implementing other helpful and other measures like some businesses who are requiring individuals to wear masks upon entering their facility and even taking your temperature. I'm giving a shout out to all of the families and small business owners who have been adversely affected by this virus financially in particular, 
and I'm hoping for a fast resolve. I'm giving a shout out to all of the governors here in the country who were mindful of their constituents and not reopening up the economy haphazardly and who have uh, gave guidelines for reopening purposes. I am giving a shout out to all of the citizens of this nation and abroad who practice quarantining and social distance distancing through this pandemic uh, in order that this virus may be slowed down and like I stated before, to go away to the nothing from whence it has come. This time in our lives, listeners, will certainly go down in history as one of the absolute worst times that people had to face. This country alone now has beat the record from the Great Depression in the 1930s of how many people are out of work, which is over 30 million. It is terrifying, disheartening, and sad to say the least. Like so many of us, I would not have thought to see this such an event like this in my lifetime. And also, like I have stated before, through it all, there are lessons to be learned from this moment in time. As I look around, I see people that have gotten closer to their families, for example, as mothers and fathers had to become their children's teachers, a lot now understanding the task that teachers face on a daily basis, knowing that education is a wonderful thing and that we have to learn how to get along with one another as we are being closely confined because of the virus. In my office, listeners, I'm surrounded with many positive things and books, for example. And I thought that this saying that is, um, I thought that this saying that is printed on a card that I purchased recently that is in my office wall would be apropos for my show today. I also thought it would be an excellent transitioning into something that I would like to talk about, which is part of the educational portion of my show. It is about a Native American chief. His name was Chief Seattle. The city of Seattle was named after him. In the year 1854, he delivered a prophetic speech. He stated it in, he stated in his prophetic speech that they had received word from the chief in Washington who wishes to buy their land. The chief that he is referring to in his speech is Franklin Pierce, who was president of the United States from 1853 to 1857 at this time in history. There is a notation at the beginning of the chief speech listeners that's on the website, and it states the following. Nonviolence did not appear in this land with the arrival of European immigrants. Native Americans had a reverence for life, respected human dignity, and understood the interconnection of all things to an extent that has yet to be surpassed. The genocide perpetuated by the United States on the Indian tribes and cultures, a pattern which still continues today, remains one of the most thorough indictments of white civilization. In 1854, Chief Seattle, leader of a Suquamish tribe in the Washington Territory, delivered this prophetic speech to mark the transferal of ancestral Indian lands to the federal government. Part of the chief's speech goes as follows. All things are bound together. All things connect. Whatever happens to the earth 
happens to the children of the earth. Man did not weave the web of life. He is merely a strand in it. Whatever he does to the web, he does to himself. You must teach your children that the ground beneath their feet is the ashes of our grandfathers so that they would teach so that they would respect the land. Tell your children that the earth is rich with the lives of our kin. Teach your children what we have taught our children, that the earth is our mother. Whatever befalls the earth befalls the son of the earth. If men spit upon the ground, they spit upon themselves. This we know. The earth does not belong to man. Man belongs to the earth. The air is precious to the red man, for all things share the same breath. The beast, the tree, the man, they all share the same breath. This we know. All things are connected like the blood which unites one family. All things are connected. This uh, speech is titled Chief Seattle Speech of 1854. And you can go and view it in its entirety if you would like at prop1.org slash history. Now, listeners, we are all connected and we are all in this journey together regarding this pandemic. I know that it is a tough road right now. Excuse me. But we must implement having consistent prayer, patience, kindness, getting needed rest, be loving to yourself and others, empathy, sympathy, understanding, dismiss negative thoughts and replace them with positive thoughts, listening to our scientists and medical industry who are working hard and long to find the best resolves possible, as all of the aforementioned fortifies a strong immune system. While all the time remembering listeners that nothing lasts forever but God's love. Thank you for listening to that, uh, listeners. It was very important, and I hope that you enjoyed it as well. I'm going to bring on my guest right now. His name is Reginald C. Campbell. He is my brother, and he is the world's best mental health therapist. Thank you, Reginald, for being on my show. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, as always, it's a pleasure to be here. Oh Well, thank you for being here. It's always great to have you here. Um, now, I wanted to um, talk about something that you and I uh, touched on a little bit yesterday, and I, uh, that's mm-hmm. about manifest manifestation. Now, vocabulary.com original says, choose the verb manifest when someone shows something for everyone to notice. And as an adjective, manifest is a formal way to say that something is apparent to the senses and is synonymous with evident, apparent, or clear. If you have strong feelings about something, they will be manifest on your face. Now, according to spiritualhowto.com, it says spiritual manifestation is the theory that through regular meditation and positive constructive thought, you can make your dreams and desires become reality. Spiritual manifestation holds that if you really want something and truly believe it is possible, it will happen. So we see that manifestation, Reginald, is a real thing. 
And it also shows that it is important in what you are thinking in your mind. As the saying goes, so as you think it, so as it will be. As I have stated before, listeners, that your mind is a very powerful tool and is like a locomotive at full speed with no brakes until you decide to change your pattern of thinking. Knowing that there is nothing more stronger than a made up mind, Reginald. So during these times of uncertainty that we are going through right now, how useful can manifestation be in a person's life? Well, I think it's, it's, it's very important um, that we uh, keep ourselves uh, girded up with positive thoughts and, and surrounded by positive things and, and positive people. Um, I know just for myself, um, you know, I have to, um, you know, watch what I'm thinking, uh, stop, the, stop any negative thoughts that, that come about. Um, you know, it's a technique um, uh, that, that I use. Uh, with, with some of my clients and even myself, a uh, thought stopping. Uh, when that mm-hmm. negative thought comes, you catch it as soon as you can and replace it with something positive. Um, you know, with anything, if you take something away, you have to replace it. You know, if you're, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, um, doing something for your kids, okay, if you do this, I'll give you this. And the same thing with, mm-hmm. with, with our thoughts. So it's so important to catch what we're thinking um, and replace it with positive thoughts because this this virus situation is on the back of my mind 24-7. Even when I'm not aware mm-hmm. that I'm thinking of it, I'm actually thinking of it. So I have to, mm-hmm. you know, be so cognizant of my, of my thoughts, um, cognizant of, of, of what I'm watching and how much of this reporting that I'm watching. Um, so mm-hmm. all of that plants the seed for positive things and positive mm-hmm. thoughts. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And um, I'm definitely a purveyor of um, positive thinking. Um, you know, in between my broadcasts, as I have stated before, I don't listen to a great deal of this stuff. You know, I listen to enough to be informed as, you know, you and I discuss things. But then I make sure that we don't discuss that all the time because it's it's not good for our soul, you know, for moving forward and being positive. And and as I said before, the best defense against this crap that's out here is a strong immune system. And any kind of level of stress or displeasure or, um, you know, bereavement of any kind, it will diminish your immune system, you know, so that it won't be as strong as it needs to be. So I think it's very important uh, to be aware of manifestation, particularly now, because this thing that's out here is not going away anytime soon. Um, as, As a reminder, there is not a vaccine, nor is there any other type of um, adequate um, medical resolve um, that will assist um, individuals. So just be mindful of manifestation and be mindful of what I just said. Okay. Thank you for that, Rachel. Now, there is a petition out there from Adam Schiff. Schiff, I'm sorry. And it states the following. Uh-huh. 
Bill Barr auditioned for the role of attorney general by writing a lengthy memo arguing in favor of a fringe legal theory that a president could not obstruct justice. Okay. From the very beginning, Reginald Barr has made it clear that he would be Trump's man in the Department of Justice and that his loyalty would always be to the president, not the rule of law. And that's exactly what he did when he issued a misleading summary of the Mueller report, falsely claiming it exonerated the president. And it was further cemented last week when the Department of Justice asked a judge to drop the criminal case against Trump's former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn, despite Flynn pleaded guilty to lying to the FBI. In fact, he he pleaded it twice. He said, I spent almost six years as a federal, federal prosecutor, and it gives me no pleasure to say this. Barr has turned the Department of Justice into a political weapon to be wielded by the president and for the president. It's disgraceful and dangerous. This is what Adam Schiff said, the last statement. Your thoughts on that, Reginald? And I totally agree with um, with, with, with uh, President Schiff. I mean, Barr, I mean, it's just, it's just mind-blowing. And, and yeah, before he got the job, he auditioned for the job by writing that, uh, you know, that, that, that little thing that, that he wrote. So, in other words, he mm-hmm. was letting um, uh, uh, Trump know that, hey, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do this for you. Uh, but my mm-hmm. thing with Barr is it's no surprise that he's a crook because he was a crook when he was in the Bush administration. So mm-hmm. uh, why he was confirmed is beyond me. I was watching the confirmation hearing, and when uh, uh, Kamala Harris, uh, think, what, think what you want about Kamala Harris, but one thing about her, when she questioned someone, she questioned someone. I, I, I oh, definitely she- give that to her. Um, mm-hmm. She can throw some, some really tough questions. And, and in the next administration, I would like to see her as attorney general. Um, so, I mean, he just sat there and lied. He couldn't answer, couldn't slash wouldn't answer the questions that, that, that she was uh, putting forth to him. And, you know, it's just, I mean, it's, it's just a shame. He's acting not as the top law enforcement person for the country, but simply as Trump's cover. Um, mm-hmm. Jeff Sessions, I have no love loss for Jeff Sessions, but I'll give it that he recruit, recruits himself um, mm-hmm. in the situation. And, mm-hmm. and Barr just went out and lied just completely right from the get-go when the Mueller report was released. He went on a tour of lies to conflict mm-hmm. everything that was in the Mueller report. So As, uh, I know mm-hmm. a number of senators yesterday have uh, called for his resignation, ASAP, oh, yeah. and he should resign. He should. Yes. Yes. I think that he should resign, too, because it's all stupid. I mean, it's, it's just so much. It's it's just so much. But um, I I appreciate um, um, Adam Schiff having that petition. And, of course, you know, I signed it. And I made sure I sent it out to everybody that I that I um, know for them to sign it as well, because this is important. 
You cannot ignore the rule of law. The rule of law is the rule of law. It's the law of the countries. It is the law of the state. And when you have individuals who ignore that, that is nothing, then what do we have? What do we have? You know, totalitarianism, you know, uh, as my word, my new uh, word is a uh, uh, despot. Okay. Despotism. Cause that's what he wants to be. And, he wants to be a despot. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Reginald. And Flynn lied to the FBI. Yes, you know, he did. Which is a crime itself. He lied to the FBI and, and the attack on the, by this so-called administration the attack on the FBI, the CIA, you know, has just been mind blowing to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the attack it's, on the intel community is just is 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 something is mind blowing. Yeah. I'm sitting here thinking, like, you know, these are people, the FBI, CIA, you know, the intel. These are the people who are out there doing the work to keep this country mm-hmm. safe. And and there, this the intel community is just being totally attacked and trashed by this administration. It's totally a shame. And that yeah, and you know, so then people will go, well, you know, the FBI they're they're wrong, you know, and uh, Trump is right. You know, he knows more than the FBI and the CIA. And how in the hell is how is that supposed to be, Reginald? Can you help me out with that? Oh, my God. You know, okay. so now let's talk about since we're talking about Flynn. My -hmm. next thing is, did you know that Paul Manafort was released from prison to home confinement amid the virus threat in prison? Now, this is a report on May 13th for CBS News by Catherine Herridge. And it states in part, former Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort was transferred Wednesday to home confinement after he requested release because of the threat COV-19 posed, get this, poses to his health, his lawyer Kevin Downing confirmed to CBS. Now, CBS News was told that early Wednesday morning, two family members, including his wife, picked up Manafort at FCI Loretto, the low security federal prison in Pennsylvania, where he was serving his time as a low security regional. So it's like a base, basically not. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. In March, in March, 2019. Yeah, exactly. In March, 2019, Manafort was sentenced to a total of 90 months or 7.5 years in two separate cases involving tax and bank fraud. My listeners, let's remember that. On April 13th, his attorney, Todd Blanche and Downing, wrote a letter to the director of the Bureau of Prisons and the warden at Federal Correctional Institution, FIC Laredo, to request the immediate transfer to home confinement to serve the remainder of his sentence, get this, Reginald, or alternatively for the duration of the, get this, ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. Now, Manifest's lawyers pointed out that he is 71 years old, so, and suffers from a number of maladies, so, including high blood pressure, so, liver disease, so, and respiratory ailments, so. They added that Manifest currently takes 11 prescription medications daily to treat his various health conditions, eight of which are relevant to the requested relief. 
His lawyer said that the medications, along with his health history, get this, make plain that Mr. Manafort, okay, is at a significantly higher risk for serious illness or death. Okay, I'm going to stop right there because I want to hear your comments. Original, can we say about all of the people that are in jail right now for no reason, for absolutely no reason, with these low, 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 low level crimes, they're still in jail, mm-hmm. packed like sardines. What about them? Okay, well, what right. about Bill Cosby? He's been here longer than, right. than Mueller. So if you're, uh, I'm sorry, than Manafort. So if you're letting Manafort out, then you need to let Cosby out. Your 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 comments? Mm-hmm. And watch it. And if someone brings that up about Cosby, watch it would be a whole different thing. Oh no, because such and such, you know, uh, Manafort's life is no more important than anyone else's life. Exactly. Um, you know, you're right. There's people who are in jail waiting sixty, ninety, a hundred twenty days or whatever because they couldn't afford to pay a hundred dollars for, you know. For some their situation, bond. you know, court uh-huh. fee, their bond or whatever. So they couldn't afford uh-huh. that. So they're sitting in there. So what makes Manafort any better than that individual? You know, the guy who lives down the street from you, who, uh, uh, you know, not you in particular, but, you know, the same yeah, guy, yeah, no, the I person know, or the yeah, young uh-huh. or the woman who lives, you know, down the street. They, you know, they have a family. They have loved ones. Um and, and look, this guy was convicted of, first of all, he was in a low-level security place, which is like a country club, for heaven's Country sake. club, thank you. Thank you. And then, you know, he was found guilty for tax, the bank fraud, tax evasion, uh, you know, laundering money. Wow. So it's like, really? Really? Wow. I, mean, I saw yeah. a report yesterday yeah. when he was being led out, you know, by by some agents and things like that. And like, look at this guy. You know, he almost had like a smirk on his face. Oh, he did. He which, did. Which did really you? I was, that was the next thing that I was going to say. It was looking like he was saying, Nuh-uh-uh. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Now, this report goes on to say, Reginald, his lawyers wrote on April, thir- April 13th, even though there are no reported cases. I'll say that again, listeners, even though there are no reported cases of COVID-19 at FCI Laredo at this time, given the growing number of cases in Pennsylvania and increasing challenges in testing inmates and staff potentially exposed to COVID-19, it is only a matter of time before the infection spreads to staff and inmates of FCI Laredo, at which time it may be too late, Reginald, to prevent high-risk inmates such as Mr., uh, calling him Mr., Mr. Manafort, from contracting the potentially deadly virus, his lawyer said, okay? When asked, um, uh, Reginald, I, uh, your, your comments on that, <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's, you know, that they have to be sure he doesn't contract this deadly virus. Who the hell is he? That's mm. all I want. Who is he? Yeah. No, I'm yeah. like, like, like his I, life is more important than anyone else's. You know, there, and then there's no, 
there are no cases of COVID nineteen where he where he was where he was uh, uh, staying. So exactly. Okay, he takes number of medications every day. So how many other people take a number of medications every day? And, I'm and sure who Bill are still Cosby going to work every medication. day. Okay, Absolutely. and they go to work every day. A lot of you people know? have high blood pressure, um, hip problems, knee problems, respiratory issues, and they're still out here doing their thing. Who is he supposed to be? Okay, like, then the report also day. says, Reginald, Okay, hold on. Now, Michael Avenatti, the attorney who became famous when he was representing the adult star Stormy Daniels in her case against President Trump, was also granted temporary home confinement due to coronavirus, according to a judge's order. Avenatti was convicted of extortion in February. Now, Mr. Trump's former personal attorney, Michael Cohen, will be released to home confinement at the end of May. Two sources familiar with the matter told CBS News. Okay, I'm not surprised at all, Reginald, but here's the thing. Didn't that fool in the White House that Slay's bill threw, totally threw Cohen under the bus? I don't know who he is. I don't know who you're talking <laughs> about. He's on his own. He's doing his own thing. Uh, you know, uh, blah, blah. Uh, he threw, he, he even threw Manafort under the bus. I didn't have yeah. any dealings with yes, Manafort. He was on his own. He was doing whatever he wanted to do. Da 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 da. Now he's out. What the hell is this about? Uh, you know what I'm saying, Reginald? Something else is going on here. Yeah. Well. Well. You know, Manafort all of a sudden became. Oh, he was uh, the campaign manager for a very short period of time. Time. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. A very short. All of a sudden, now you know, like he always does. Oh, I didn't know this person. I, I really didn't see much of him, or, or if I had dealings with him, which is for a short, short amount, short amount of time, you know. Um, yeah. And that's and, and Avenatti. Gosh, I had forgot all about him. You know, I about had forgotten a, a all about Avenatti, original. <laughs> I forgot about him because he was being pushed. As, oh, maybe he should run for president. Blah blah blah. He was mm-hmm. on every talk show, <laughs> you know, the whole bit. Like, wow. <laughs> and and Cohen, yeah, he just completely threw Cohen under the bus. I don't, uh, you and know, I, he was on his own. Uh, you know, he was a horrible attorney. Um, he didn't write and, no. He didn't write any checks about, for me. Yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now what? You know, he, even with 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 Jeff Sessions, you know, here's the person um, who who talks about that. You know, I only hire the best people, so. So if you only hire the best people, so Flynn, Cohen, Manafort, Session. But I thought you only hired the best people. Don't forget Barr. Duh. Barr. Um, you know, but I'm talking about people who are who are no longer in his good graces. Oh, okay, you know? okay, so, okay. So, you know, uh, so so if you only hire the best people. So now you're saying that, you know, Manafort or no, or Cohen, I didn't know him or Jeff Sessions, he was horrible. You know, I didn't want him to be Attorney General. Um, I didn't, but you have uh, it's, it's he hired the it's best like demons three that he ring could. Circus. You heard what I said? Long he hired the kid, best demons. It, it, he, 
Yeah, Absolutely. he hired the best demons that he could. That's what they do. Okay, he right. hired the best demons that he could. That that's it. That's it. Okay. Here we go, Reginald. Now you know, this is one thing that I mean. There's a lot of things that go to me. U.S. Supreme Court justices worry about the chaos in the electoral college dispute. This is a report by Andrew Chang and Lawrence Hurley on May 13, 2020, for Reuters. It states in part the following, my listeners and Reginald. U.S. Supreme Court justices on Wednesday grilled lawyers advocating that electors in the complex electoral college system that decides the winner of the U.S. presidential elections are free to disregard laws, here we go, directing them to back the candidate who prevails in their state's popular vote. Did you hear me, listeners? In the complex electoral college system that decides the winner of the U.S. presidential elections are now free See, this is what we mean by disregard to the rule of law. To disregard laws directing them to back the candidate who prevails in their state's popular vote. If enough electors do so, Reginald, it could up in an election or, as some of the justice said, justices said, cause chaos. Isn't that what the devil likes to do? The justices heard arguments in two closely watched cases, one from Colorado and one from Washington State, less than six months before the November 3rd election, in which in which presumptive Democratic nominee Joe Biden challenges this fool in the White House that slaves built. Now, the justices also expressed concern over maintaining state's ability to remove electors who have been bribed to vote for a particular candidate. On the other hand, the justices who pressed attorneys for Colorado and Washington state, whether there are limits, limits on their state powers seeking to control how electors vote. Now, the litigation involves the presidential election system set out in the U.S. Constitution in which the winner is determined not by amassing a majority in the national popular vote, but by securing a majority of electoral votes allotted to the 50 states and the District of Columbia. The cases involve so-called faithless electors, Reginald, who did not vote for Democratic candidate Hillary Clinton in the 2016 Electoral College, even though she won the popular vote in their states and she also won the regular vote. They didn't say that regular vote, but I'm putting it in there. Your thoughts, Reginald? Well, you know, here we go. Here we won. go. It, it, you know, it, 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 here we go. You know, Gore won the popular vote against Bush. Clinton uh-huh. won the popular vote. Um, uh, but for some reason, they weren't sitting in the Oval Office. So, uh-huh. Here we go with the okie dokie. They're they're setting it up already. Uh-huh. They're off there. They're, yep. they're they're laying the foundation for the BS already. Right now. Right um, right now. Right now. 
So what mm-hmm. is it? May, June, July, August, October, November. So six months prior to six the months. election. Yep. Yep. They're already laying the groundwork for the BS. So. Yep. Um, and my thing always also is you know the mail-in ballots. It, it, it votes, and I totally uh, agree with with mail-in ballots. But here's the thing: no guarantee that they're going to be counted. That therein lies the problem. You talked about how many votes uh, uh, against Gore and Bush, how many votes from the military were not counted. The votes from yep. um, uh, um, American Samoa, Guam, and American Virgin Islands, all three American properties, who are mm-hmm. American citizens, those votes weren't counted. Puerto Rico wasn't counted either at that time. There was something going on with Puerto Rico. Well, mainly um, military, American Virgin Islands, Guam, American Guam, and American Samoa. I'm saying American because, you know, those are all American properties. Samoa Mm -hmm, used mm -hmm. to be known as American. It's simply American Samoa. So, Mm -hmm. So you just discount people's vote yep. you know it, it, it's like it's like a it's like a banana republic uh that okay yeah your votes don't count okay even though i lost i'm still going to put myself in anyway um uh-huh. I, I, I don't know it is but again yeah they're, they're they're laying the groundwork for it for the bs already Oh yeah, uh, and but this country cannot right. survive another four years of this mess. Of this idiot. No, listen. There is going on right now with this mail-in ballot. Now, I too am in all in for mail-in ballot because there are a lot of people who you know um, cannot get to the uh, you know to the polls, and um, and some people' preferences is just to mail it in. Uh, for whatever the reason, they don't have time or like I said, they they got medical issues or whatever. And, you know, but my but my thing is count the damn vote right now in the state of California. They had an election for the House. Now, a guy by the name of Garcia won over Smith. And the thing is, is that he was tooting that he had won hours before polls had, had closed. And only about 76% of the vote has been counted and Smith has conceded. But, but listeners, none of the mail-in votes have been counted. None of them. This is what I'm saying, Reginald. This Mm -hmm. is what I'm saying. This is, I mean, you know, I've never (laughs) seen so much corruption in my life. And going back to uh, this electoral college crap, because that's what it is, is fucking corruption. This electoral college, you know how I can't stand that shit. That shit has been around since 1787, listeners. Okay, go check it out. And the reason that they give you a whole lot of humdada, 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 but what really this is about is that it's all about slavery. Okay? And I've told you guys, and I'm going to tell you again, that the electoral college... Um, was started because the slave owners, in order to boost who they wanted in office, and this is 1787, do the math, 
how many years has has that been? Okay. So um, anyway, for each slave, which they would not count as a human being, they count them as a three fifths of a human being. I mean, how bad is that anyway? And then so as many slaves as he got, so he has three fifths of the human being. So for every five slaves, it's simplistic math. So for every five slaves, it would be one vote for him to the person that he wanted in the office. Okay. So can you please tell me again, I said this on my last show, why do they have this still around Reginald? Why is this electoral college crap still around? Well, because unfortunately, well, you know, in in my opinion, and and just to add a little, um, you know, to that, it was, and it was for the, smaller states, you know, where they could count um, count their slaves yeah, as, 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 as three-fifths of a human being. So it was for the, you know, smaller states. Um, my opinion why it's still around is because, unfortunately, human beings do not want to move forward. Human beings do not care to move forward, and they want to, you know, keep things as it is as long as it's benefiting them um, mm-hmm. and not looking back and saying, you know, look, this is something that, that we shouldn't have done. Hey, um, we made a mistake. It, it's no different than, you know, if I make a mistake with, with something or someone, or I, you know, uh, uh, no intention offend someone by saying something, uh, you know, I'm not that big of a person where I can't say, and, you know, and I do this with my clients, especially with, you know, people who I first meet, start doing ther- therapy with, I always tell them, listen, if there's ever anything that you feel that I said that was offensive to you or disrespectful to you, please bring it to my attention. You know, please mm-hmm. bring it to my attention because that is not my desire. That is not my content. That is not my modus operandi to, you know, be mean or disrespectful to you in any kind of way, shape, or form. So, mm-hmm. you know, I try not to be too big a person where I can say, hey, you know what, I made a mistake and I'm sorry. And some things mm-hmm. that, that this country has done and has faced and has, you know, done to people, you know, they have not said, you know what, I'm sorry, we shouldn't have, we shouldn't have done that. Um, so, so this country has never apologized for slavery. Is never no. apologized for the internment of of, uh, of our Japanese, Japanese citizens during the citizens. Second World War. Yeah, it is not apologized for um, um, our Native American, you know, citizens or what was done to them, you know, upon the arrival of of the Europeans. So, you know, when we don't have the, you know, when we have the audacity not to say I'm sorry, and you know. We, you can't you can't move forward. No exactly. different if you you know. And to say this right quick, no different if you you know say something to your children by by mistake. You know it's okay to say you know what, mom and dad, I, I'm I'm uh, you know Joey, Alice, I, I'm sorry I made a mistake, and and that and that allows you to move forward. Well, this is all in the the stepping of manifestation. Okay, um, if you if you you know, there, there, there has been a thing, you know, as great as this country is, um, you know, there's been talks, you know, that, that this country has done a lot of things that they should be apologetic to and for, and they're not, 
It simply is just not going to happen. Not right now anyway. And the thing about it, too, is that there's a saying that um, my spiritual teachers taught me is that none of us have arrived. Okay. well, what does that mean, Teresa? What that means is that you have not learned everything that you need to learn. You are not above anybody. Okay. the only thing that separates us is the level of our consciousness. You know, consciousness can be a person's consciousness can be higher or purchase consciousness to be, can be lowered. That's what separates us. We are all human beings. We're spiritual beings having a human being experience here on earth. And our primary objective is to learn, you know, treat each other with love and respect. First of all, treat yourself with love and respect and then treat others with love and respect. You know, it's, it's just terrible. I want to segue now into a, a, a story that, um, I briefly talked about this morning uh, before coming on the air. And um, it's about Caitlin O'Kane. On May 13th, um, 2020, this is a report um, on CBS. And it's a report that a 113-year-old is, is believed to be the oldest woman in Spain, and she beats coronavirus. At mm -hmm. 113 years old, Maria Brañas has lived through the, get this, 1918 flu pan pandemic, two world wars, the Spanish War, and now coronavirus. Brianas is believed to be the oldest woman in Spain, and despite her age, she was able to beat coronavirus after being diagnosed mm -hmm. with COVID-19 in March. This is being reported by BBC News. Her kids turned 86 recently and her eldest grandchild is 60. Branya spent weeks in isolation and only experienced mild symptoms. Now that she is well, she is wonderful. She wants to speak, to explain, to make her reflections. It is her again, her daughter tweeted, according to the BBC News. The super centenarian was born in Mexico in 1907 and moved to San Francisco before settling in the Catalan province of Girona during World War II, BBC News reports. Brañas has three children, 11 grandchildren, and 13 great-grandchildren. Now, um, also the Spanish publication La Vanguardia, which first reported on Brañas' coronavirus uh, recovery, interviewed her last year, calling her the abuela, which means grandmother, de Catalan. So she's abuela de Catalan. I think that's fabulous, Reginald. I think that mm. is so cool, okay, that she wow. has, you know, this coronavirus, you know, mess was out here, and um, she didn't really even know she had it, and, <laughs> you know, she got over it. She's 113 years old. And that brings me to my next segue is that I want to talk about, um, as I had stated in my beginning um, monologue, that I wanted to give a shout out to all the governors of states who are taking great care of their constituents, their citizens of the state for which they are overseeing. Now, when I was speaking with my um, engineer, shout out to Randy this morning, is that he and I discussed very briefly, and I was telling him what's going on here in the state of Arizona and what our governor has done, and I'm very displeased about it. 
Although I will say that I was pleased with how he handled this, um, you know, during I thought that they were slow getting things going, um, you know, with people being uh, told what's going on, told what the guidelines are, what needs to be done. But in the midst of it, I thought he was doing a good job in how he handled it. Okay, although I am Mm -hmm. a car carrying Democrat, I would never vote for him. But I, I, I respected how he did this until he had a conversation with the that thing in the White House, um, you know, side kicker. Okay, and um, things changed. Like voila, they changed. Now, um, Randy tells me that their governor there in Illinois has said that this stuff stays in in intact, meaning separation, distancing, you know, distancing, social distancing, I'm sorry, social distancing, <laughs> and all the other CDC and, and medical guidelines that have been put forth to keep the citizens straight until a vaccine is in place. Mm-hmm. Here, here our governor yesterday said that he is basically lifting everything that, you know, it, it's, so you know, it's okay for the individual and he's leaving it up to the individual to implement their own guidelines. What kind of crap is that? Mm. You know, you're opening up the, the shopping centers, you know, they were showing this bar in Wisconsin and um, they were saying, Oh, we're doing some social distancing and, how in the hell are you doing social distancing? Oh, well, it's, it's okay. If you're a family members, you can sit next to each other. But if you don't know them, you can't sit next to each other. What the hell? The place looked like it's a little square box and people are all sandwiched in there. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm, not, under, I'm not understanding this. I, I, I'm, I'm just not understanding what is the rush. Now, let me take that back. I do understand that people need to get back to work. I understand that. Um, the overwhelming majority of organizations, people are working at home. Okay. Which I think is a, is a great thing. In a lot of instances, it saves on things like childcare and, and other, you know, and, and gas and, and things, you know, and other uh, um, items of necessity that you need to go back and forth to work. Uh, one example is over there in India. And this was a, uh, a snapshot of a picture that, that they displayed of India. Now, for a lot of you, you may know what I'm talking about uh, that's listening to me, is that they often give a snapshot of, of India, and there's this, this um, um, stone gate-like br- uh, bridge that they show, and you can hardly see it. The, the thing that the scientists were showing that within a month, it was clear as day, the skies are blue. So what is that that that's saying? It's saying that when we when we are not doing all of the things that we're doing, I mean the improvement of the ecology was overwhelming. They even talked about the animals in um, California, there in their state parks and things. How they a lot of animals that they thought were extinct were not extinct. They were hiding because they were afraid of human beings. The bears are doing what bears are supposed to be doing and raccoons and everybody else, what they're supposed to be doing. 
So I'm, I'm like, this is a, you can do whatever it is that you want to do. Okay. All you Arizonans, but NBC did take a poll because the governor also opened up the, um, the, uh, uh, you know, like the, the gyms, he opened up the gyms and pools. And so there was a poll that asked, basically, do you agree with what the governor has done, you know, with opening up uh, gyms and pools? 15% said yes. 85% said no. So that gives me a glimmer of hope that people know that there is no vaccine against this deadly virus. Coupled with the fact, listeners, that there is an inflammatory disease going on that's affecting the children. Now, it is said that uh, the governor said, well, if you're 65 years and older, just stay in the house. What kind of unfair statement is that? With all of the healthy people that are 65 and older, everybody is not in the same basket. So you're telling these people who do have a life that forget your life, your life is over, just stay inside. I don't agree with that. I feel that if they do go out and do the precautionary measures that they have been doing, then it's fine if that you go out. You limit your out. You When you do go out, you have on your mask, you have your gloves. You do social distancing. You got to do what you got to do. I'm all for that. But you don't just tell a person that 65 and older. And then on the other hand, you got kids that are being attacked by this inflammatory disease. And the thing about it is, uh, Reginald and my listeners, is that it is affecting the states that were affected from the coronavirus in the beginning. Washington State, um, uh, California, and the eastern states, New York, uh, Connecticut, uh, Pennsylvania, there's already hundreds of cases of this. And this thing is devastating. Now, the f- great thing about it is that no children have lost their lives. And I, and I hope that this continue, that no children have lost their lives. But what I'm saying is that it's unfair and it's not right for a person to say that this thing affects only one segment of the populace when we know that that is not true. So now, this that does make it political for me, Reginald. You understand what I'm saying when they're saying when they're saying what they've said. Your comments? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, you know it's it, it's a lack of leadership. It's a lack of it's a lack of caring. Um, it's uh, but but not a lack of outright lies uh, because uh, you know when, when you don't follow what what uh, Trump wants you to say and do all of a sudden, you know, now you're, you know, you're on this bad side. Uh, Dr. Fauci is on his bad side right now. You know, Fox News Good. is bashing, bashing mm-hmm. him right now, you know, and, and for yeah. me, that would be, that would be a badge of honor. But, but I just want well, to that, simply say that. <laughs> that's you know, what I said. Good. Yeah. I just want to simply say that, you know, we follow things that are put out there and said, and 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 leadership simply, you know, saying, okay, this is how we're going to do it. This is what this is what we're going to do. Um, now, now, an example is, uh, you know, the White House wasn't always called the White House. 
uh, the White House mm-hmm. is known as, you know, the executive mansion. It was known as the president's house until 1901 when uh, President Roosevelt officially named it the White House. Before that, you know, it was, but most people think, oh, it's always named the White House, but, 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 but it wasn't. No. My, my point simply is, is that, you know, when you put in leadership, when you put in leadership, good leadership, people will follow. People will follow that. And right now is not a time for uh, political divisiveness. It's mm-hmm. not a time for racism, which is never a time mm-hmm. for racism. It's not, a, it's, it's not a time for not providing everyone the, the health care that they need. This is one time that it really shows that, you know, really, this is why everyone should be covered in health care in this country. If there wasn't ever a time when it shows that everyone needs to be covered under some type of of of, of medical Medicaid Medicare coverage. This is that it. this is the yeah this is the time right now. I want to say this real quickly because um I got I was asking my um, engineer how much time I have left, but I quickly want to acknowledge um 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 Ahmad in this case with Ahmad with the 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 um. Uh, people, this case has been out for a couple of months and we're just now hearing about it only because someone had uh, put out the video showing what these uh, two white men did to this guy of color. They took his life. They lied on him. And this is this is just got to stop. This just cannot continue. We cannot continue to have racism. This is bad. This is bad. And I want people to voice their um um, uh, displeasures about it because that's the only way that we're going to get some kind of movement and justice about this. This is a father and son who uh, tag teamed this gentleman and took his life. And it's a damn shame. And I hope you rest in hell. Uh, I hope you uh, uh, burn in hell for the rest of your damn life. So I know that I'm running out of time. Thank you, Reginald, for being on my show. And uh, this was a great conversation. And I hope that you all out there are safe that you are doing everything that you possibly can to stay safe. Um, Just, uh, I will see you next month on the radio with more great conversations and be kind to yourself. That's where it starts first and be safe, be kind to your family. This is Teresa E. Keeves. Go out and make it a great day.